Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Lou. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to episode 129. I wish all the best wishes for you, and I'm here to support you on your journey of uprising. My guest today is Merit Khan. She is the CEO of Select Sales Development, author and keynote speaker who has been helping entrepreneurs, salespeople, and professionals and business leaders with sales for the past 20 plus years. Let's face it, you're in business, you've got to sell. You've got to sell your product, sell your service, and most importantly, as human beings, sell yourself. This episode is packed with golden nuggets of closing the sell and helping you sell more by making good offers. So stick around and enjoy our conversation. Welcome to the show, Merit. Thank you so much for having me, Lucy. I appreciate it. So excited to have you here talking to us about sales. That's your expertise. But before we get into sales, what is the distinction between marketing and sales to you? I love that question. Marketing is everything that happens before a conversation. And then once you're in a conversation, you are in the sales part of the process. And what drives me absolutely crazy is when people don't understand that, they'll be in a conversation with someone and they'll say something like, have you checked out our website? (laughs) And they're actually sending them backwards in the process. Once you're done with marketing and you're in a conversation and marketing has done its job, now put on your sales hat. You're talking to an actual human being. Let the sales begin. So what is the first step to closing the sale in your opinion? The first step to closing a deal and closing a sale is to open your prospect's mind. So a lot of times I get this question, you know, how do you, how can you help me close deals more, you know, faster or, or more frequently? And I always let people know that the first thing that we do in our training, coaching, consulting business is help you with language open your prospect's mind to a new possibility. So the way that I do that, and I do that in my keynotes, I do that with my client work, is one simple question. I simply ask somebody, have you already decided it can't get any better or are you open to a new possibility? And as soon as I ask that question, we're in a whole different conversation. You're more likely to close a sale because you've started by opening a prospect's mind to a new possibility. I love that. You have to show the prospect that new opportunity is readily available and that you are the solution. You are that new opportunity, right? Exactly. And and prospects, you got to remember that they're being overwhelmed. They're bombarded with you know other things that they could be interested in and things that they should look into and things that might solve other problems. So a lot of times our prospects are really, they wouldn't identify themselves as closed-minded, but they almost have to push everything else away. And so anytime you come at them with, you know, and look what else I have, and I have this other thing, and would you be interested in this? It's too much in many situations. And so the first thing, if we just put ourselves in their shoes, have a little empathy for what's going on for them, then we can recognize that 
first, we, we have to open their minds to hearing our offers and our ideas and our solutions. And if we approach them when they're in a closed mindset, then it doesn't really matter what our solutions are and how great they are. They're landing on deaf ears. It's like talking to a brick wall. So the first thing is really being aware of how can we open their mind to being able to hear some of our offers and our ideas. So I really love this great idea of yours about stop selling and start getting selected. I love this. It's so important because you want to make the sales call as easy as possible. If your potential client have pre-selected you as a solution already before getting on a sales call, it just makes life so much easier, right? Tell us more about that. Well, there's a lot of ways to do that. And first of all, I mean, that's that's really the philosophy. It's it's the name of our company. It's Select Sales Development, but we spell it S-E-L-L-E-C-T because it really is all about selling, but we want people to stop selling. We want you to gar- start getting selected, right? S-E-L-L-E-C-T. And the premise is that when it's about you, the salesperson, it will, whatever your amazing solution is, is going to feel pushy and aggressive and salesy if you're trying, if the focus is on you, if you have to make your quota, if you want to reach your sales goals, if you want to, you know, you need money. If all of your attention is on what's in it for you, then it's no matter what you say, no matter how great your stuff is, it's going to sound like salesy and it's going to feel pushy and aggressive to the person receiving that communication. Our people, people that come to us for training, they don't want that. They don't want to learn the next greatest tip or trick to sell someone. They want to be freely chosen. They want to be selected by their ideal clients for their best type of work. And in that kind of scenario, it's really all about putting your focus on the prospect. What are their problems? What's keeping them up at night to be a little cliche, but what's, you know, what is it that they've tried that worked and hasn't worked? And how is your solution a better idea, a better match for them? And in order to do that, it's really about listening and being prepared with good questions to help your prospect discover for themselves that you really are the solution that they want to freely select. So in order to be selected, what do you think is more important to the sales success, technology or technique? I think they're both important. It's really fascinating. And uh, I actually had a podcast on this very topic. It was called The Smarter Sales Show. We we took a little break from recording, but my partner in in that project is um, a technology expert, Julie Holmes. And I came with the technique expertise. And every week we would solve a sales challenge from a tech and technique perspective. And we actually had this debate on one of our early episodes where we really talked through like, you know, I have a little bias because I think technique is important. And she has a little bias because she thinks the sales technology is there's so much that's available and from a technology perspective to give sales professionals the edge that she really felt like that was the thing. But at the end of the day, after after a long debate about it, we really settled on technology is great to help you get in front of people, to 
um, help you automate different tasks that makes make it easy for you to do follow up and easy for you to do outreach and easier for you to identify where your ideal prospects might be hanging out. But at the end of the day, all the technology in the world isn't going to help you if how you are speaking and listening to actual people, because last I checked, people do business with people, not technology. You know, in a sales conversation, it's a conversation between two human beings. And And I'm talking about, you know, complex or creative or custom solutions. I'm not talking about, you know, you've got a widget, you want to buy a widget online. And this, that's not the type of sales um, that we deal in, but when it's human being to human being, that technique is always, always going to be the more important piece because you can mess up a lot of things technology wise, but if, if you don't listen to somebody's real issues, or if you don't know the right questions, or you haven't established a rapport where they're comfortable asking your questions, none of the rest of the stuff is going to matter. And so we really settled at the end of the day that technique is never going to go away. We saw in the, you know, with all the changes with the pandemic in everybody's industry, you know, worldwide, technology was a great service to us all to keep us connected. But at the end of the day, we had to be strong with how we connect with people. And that's what had people be successful, even in very challenging economic times. Thank you for all of that. And thank you for the reminder that human connection is so important in today's technological world. So I also believe that having a good offer is important to getting selected. Can you, our sales expert, also explain what is and is not a good offer? I believe that appropriate offers are a match for not only what is, you know, concern to the prospect, but also is a match for what is the solution provider's best ways to work with people. So, it, you know, uh, let me give you a quick example. Um, and and not to dwell on the pandemic, but it was a universally shared experience. So whatever uh, industries your audience is, you know, listening from, they can relate to this particular example. So in the very early stages, all of the restaurants were closed, right? It just wasn't appropriate for a restaurant to be marketing, hey, come to our newly remodeled dining room, right? That's just why would they do that? It was inappropriate. We couldn't even take action on it. And But a, an appropriate offer in that same environment would be, hey, we know you can't come into the dining room these days, but our pickup window is available. And, and hey, we know that you have a lot on your plate and you're homeschooling and you're running your business and you're doing everything from home. And, and a lot of people are on top of each other all in a small space right now. Why don't you let us take one dinner a week off your plate? And why don't we set up a routine, regular order for you and you don't have to worry about it? And that was some coaching that I had shared with some folks in some virtual trainings that I was doing at that time. And I had a restaurant owner reach back out to me and say, that was a genius idea. We started implementing that. And instead of trying to get one pickup order at a time, we were able to secure some ongoing standing orders. And it was able, you know, through that, I was able to keep people employed and we were able to, you know, keep our customer base. And, and so 
that's a great example of an appropriate offer. That restaurant looked around and said, okay, it's inappropriate for us to do business this way. It's totally appropriate for us to do business this other way. And how can we amp that up so that we actually even better serve our marketplace and better serve our business? I love that. It's really important to not just only have the good offer, but make it appropriate. Yes. So in your book, Myth Shift, Challenging the Truth That Sabotage Success, you have this one chapter that talks about a concept you called redeciding. I love to talk about making decisions because all of our choices, everything we do in life is all about making decisions. So I really like this idea of redeciding. Can you explain what that means and why it's important in sales? Redeciding is very distinct from changing your mind. We've all been taught as leaders, as professionals, that we should be decisive. And I think that's a great thing. So you want to look around, you want to look and and collect all of the information that you need to make an appropriate decision on on any issue that's in front of you. And let's say, for example, a week goes by and all of a sudden new information comes into your experience And the decision that you made the week prior is no longer relevant or appropriate given this new information. In that case, you have two choices. You can stick with the original decision, tough it out, make it work, you know, just kind of jam it, jam it together. Or you can re-decide. You can say, you know what? A week ago, the decision that I made was XYZ. And that was the most appropriate decision at that time based on the information that I had. But now some new information has come into my awareness. And if we were to continue with that original decision, it could be very costly. So I have redecided and our new course of action looks like this. And again, if we use the pandemic as a universal experience, um, a lot of my business model, one of my primary revenue streams and marketing uh, avenues was speaking at large events, right? So I had, you know, at the very beginning of 2020, I had a, a game plan for the year where I was going to do even more professional speaking. I was, I had a whole marketing campaign. I had, I had a lot of things happening, driving that one revenue stream in my business. And And then by March 13th, all of that was completely irrelevant. And it would have been a really big, costly mistake for me to just stick to my guns, you know, power through with that decision that I made. I had to take into account that there are no live events happening for the immediate future. And in that case, I needed to redecide my entire business model, if I'm honest, and all of my marketing strategies so that it fit with what was appropriate in the new marketplace. I love that. It's okay to read aside. It's okay to pivot. It's okay. We need to stop overthinking. A lot of times, you know, we spend time thinking about how we're overthinking. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. So in your days in and out as a speaker and a coach, is there a favorite quote that you go by? I always give my dad credit for my absolute favorite quote in the world. And I, I talk about this a lot. I, I, I have stories about this in my keynote. I, I wrote a one-woman inspiring comedy show that I'll be taking on tour shortly. 
And, and I talk about the story. So my favorite quote is anytime I used to tell my dad, I I couldn't do anything, you know, it could have been anything from like, I'll never make the cheerleading team in high school, or I'm too young to be a sales manager, or I'm not sure I have what it takes to grow my own business. And my dad would always say to me, doesn't matter what the situation was, he would look at me and he said, who chiseled that over the door, which I think was my dad's version of, you know, who carved that in stone? Like, you know, who said that that was the the truth? Like, why do you relate to that, that thing that you think you can't do as the truth? And it always stopped me in my tracks. It always made me consider, well, maybe that isn't the truth. Maybe I do have what it takes to make the cheerleading team. Maybe I do have what it takes to be a a sales manager, even though I'm younger in my career at the time. And because he asked that question, it made me look at the situation and a new possibility was available to me simply because he asked me the question. And I ask every audience that question. I ask every client that question when they tell me this is how it goes in their world. This is this is the amount of money they can make. This, you know, it's just really who chiseled that over the door? I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that story and wisdom. Where can our audience find you? My website is meritcon.com, M-E-R-I-T-K-A-H-N.com. If you put a forward slash podcast on the end of that, you can sign up for our mailing list, either for my one woman comedy show. And I, you know, I'll, that's the, that's the first way that you'll know where that show is coming to town, but also you'll be able to reach me there for, you know, the select sales training, coaching, consulting projects, any speaking engagements. And also, we just introduced a a business quiz. We call it our Select Sales SWAT on Steroids. So it's a great opportunity if you're a business owner or a sales professional and you want to know, is it a mindset shift? Do I need to polish up the mechanics of selling? Do I need a better game plan or action plan to be more in consistent motion? We've got a great free assessment. And unlike other assessments that are out there in the marketplace where you just kind of get a a boilerplate bot generated response, we have one of our select certified trainers actually reviewing all of those assessments that come in and giving personalized feedback to every single person. So I highly advise take advantage of that. Uh, We won't always be able to give personalized attention on that one, but that's what we're offering right now. And so you can get that assessment also on meritcon.com forward slash podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 